Hi there, my name is Susie Warren-Smith and for the next 30 minutes we're going to be talking all things food and drink. Correction, all things Cheese. cheese. More cheese, please. <laughs> Yay. Um, I'm joined by my fellow presenter, AJ Sharp, who is a taste expert. And again, we have Christabel Cairns of the Guild of Fine Food. Welcome, Christabel. Thank you. You cheese fiend. I love it. Cheese fiend. I'm really sorry if there's anybody out there doing veganery, but we've just got to do it, really, haven't we? I can't, can't live without cheese. No, I can't either. Um, so today, as we have done for the last two weeks, we're dedicating the Food Talk show to our Great Taste Award winners of 2022, but also the World Cheese Awards. Now, Christabel, I happen to know that you, you do organise the World Cheese Awards. Yes, we do. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Right. So you told us about what it's like to, to, to sort of manage and do the, the, the sort of process and procedures for, you know, the Great Taste Awards. Tell us about the Cheese Awards, because it's actually in the UK, isn't it? It's held... It was this year. It actually moves around. Oh, so, so it does move around. It, yeah, it does. So we, last year we were in Spain and next year we're off to northern Norway. You have a terrible job, don't you? It's awful. It's yeah. awful. So, um, um, so last year, 2022, it was, in, um, it was in the UK. Tell us exactly what it's like. So you've got to imagine a room the size of a couple of football pitches. Really? Full of cheese. So we've got 4,000, oh. four, we had 4,434 cheeses. Um, they came from about 42 different countries. And then you've also got 200, I think it was 267 judges from 38 countries. So it's a sort of mammoth, it happens in one day. So, it's so what about the language issues? Is that, is that hard? Do you it have is. translators? Uh, we, what we do is we find out who speaks what out of the judging panel mm-hmm. and we balance it out. So we have, you know, so, so some judging panels are done in Portuguese or Spanish, oh, okay. it? because that actually might be the shared yeah. language, even if actually people aren't from those countries. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's um it's quite something to see it. It's so how do you keep them in best condition? Because the the real issue with cheese, I mean, you can get the most amazing cheese, uh, and I go to Neil's yard, Neil's yard Dairy or something, and I know they keep it beautifully. I want to get home; it tastes fantastic. I can get exactly the same cheese from the same cheesemaker in a supermarket, and it's nowhere near as nice because it's it's too difficult to keep in the condition that it should be. So how do you make sure that all the cheeses, given that there's so many, are absolutely in prime condition? Well, I think that, first of all, just that um, it's not just the storage in terms of whether the cheese right. is, is equally as good. Yep. And I'm sure I'm sure Tom will tell us more in a minute. But um, for the World Cheese Awards, it's actually a sort of huge logistical effort. So we have Bet. consolidation points around the world. So if you're in Australia, you send your Australian cheese to your local consolidation point, And then we get everything into... Um, 
into our into our main depot and kind of get it into the World Cheese Awards. And that needs to move, obviously, depending on where we're holding it. So there's, there's behind the scenes, there's a massive amount of work. I can't even imagine what it takes. To yeah, we have licenses from the government. We have uh, different checks of whether you, when you, where the cheese comes from, whether it's pasteurised or raw. So it's it's huge. Mm, but it is. And, and you, you, are you a judge? No, I didn't judge. You just, you just go along and taste it. I was, I was helping with some press stuff. Oh, you help. It was nothing can quite prepare you for walking into this gargantuan room. I mean, it's it's double high. You know, it's this smell. Firstly, hits you as soon as you come into the room. The chill in the air because it has been. You know, the aircon is whacked up to max power for exactly what you're saying. Um, and actually, any soft cheeses overnight are, are taken away, aren't they? And they're put into refrigerated lorries overnight at different temperatures to make sure it's absolutely perfect. But you just, nothing prepares you for that. Nothing prepares you for the sensory overload of this room with 4,000 cheeses in it. We all just kind of stood staring in absolute flabbergast. It was and they're all so, different shapes and sizes as well. Course, you know, you've yeah. got huge blocks of cheddar and then you've got these tiny little delicate goat's cheeses that have travelled from wherever yep. they've travelled from. And it's so how, how do you classify them all, Christabel? How, how does that work? So it's all, everything's coded. So a bit like great taste, everything's blind tasted. But do you do sort of blue, uh, soft? So we, how many categories? It, well, a lot. <laughs> so uh, they're all coded with different codes depending on blue, soft, goat's cheese, sheep's cheese, how old they are, you know, how aged they are. Um, and then a bit like Great Taste, there's no limit on, you know, so everything could actually win a, a gold award if if it sort of, if it was deemed good enough. So there's a, we do it in classes. So we do about five cheeses of the similar class, but again, they're not tasted against each other. So those judges have got quite an, uh, quite a task on their hands going through everything. So so if you win, it's a gold, is it? If you win gold, does that mean that, that is literally, this is the best I don't know, Stilton in the world, or this is the best hard cheese in the world. So that's kind Are you of allowed to say round. That? You're nearly allowed to say that. So that's kind uh, of round one. So you've got bronze, silver, and gold awards mm-hmm. first of all. And I mean, to get a gold is is really good. It's sort of you know, it's close to the equivalent of a three star in in great taste. You then have a super gold, which is kind of best of the golds, and then on top of that, you have best Canadian cheese, best French cheese, best ah, okay. Swiss cheese, and then we have a final, which is the best way I can describe it is kind of che- cheese meets no tre- cheese meets strictly. All so right. you've got sixteen judges on stage who have each championed sixteen cheeses, and they will hold up scores to depend, you know, depending Ooh. on what they think. So it's all kind of very exciting, quite dramatic. You stream it over the internet; people watch it from around the world. Wow! Yeah, that's okay. great, brilliant. So, um, so our expert today is Tom Chatfield. Welcome, Tom. Morning. Uh, you have very kindly bought some cheese because you know that AJ and I we have to taste. I mean, we have had some things on there I really don't want to taste, but I do. Want to taste? Really these. want to taste this? I do really, really, really. <laughs> I mean, it'd be um, rude not to. Uh, it'd be very rude not to. Um, so, Tom, you're from the European. Uh, you're from European Fine Cheese. Mm-hmm. Just to explain what your job is uh, to us, please. So we're kind of like the truffle pig for Swiss cheese for kind of cheese shops, wholesalers around the UK and elsewhere. So we have relationships with producers, and we try and sort of close the gap so that they can be close to the people that buy and sell their cheese every day. So, so what do you do? Are you like a sales guy? or? or... Yeah, that's the essence of what we do is we tell the story. So you represent these? Yeah, you show represent... the cheeses off to... So you represent a whole range of cheeses? Yeah, so we have a partnership with a family in the northeast of Switzerland, the Guntensberger family, and they've formed a sort of cheese alliance with a number of other producers around Switzerland. Um, so mostly it's focused on cheeses from the Toggenberg Valley, but then cheeses like the Gormino Gruyere, 
you know, we can get those two as part of that kind of alliance. So, so you represent these these, these sort of Swiss alliance of cheesemakers in in a way. Yeah. I, I presume they're all sort of artisan family t- type cheesemakers. That's right. And and you would represent them here in the UK, but but in other countries too. Yeah, we've just started doing some work in the USA as well. Um, wow. So to bring the Gunzensberger cheeses over there. Um, yeah, there's only so many hours in the day. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. At the moment, it's UK <laughs> and USA, but you know, potentially there'd be other markets that we'd we'd work in as well. So, Christabel, why have you invited why have you invited Tom? Well, Tom represents the cheese that was the supreme, sorry, the world champion cheese in the World Cheese Awards this <gasps> year. So that is the cheese that came number one out of all four thousand che- cheese across the world. Yeah, exactly. Tom, please tell me you've bought some with you today that I can taste the best cheese in the world. We do very happily <gasps> have some to taste. And yeah. it's Swiss. It's have you tasted it? I haven't tasted it. Oh, no. okay. I actually don't want to speak to you anymore, Tom. Can you just can you just hand us some? Can you <laughs> just, just cut some right. up? Um, hot, hot demand this cheese. Yes. Well. We've really had to. Christabel, tell me why this was so, so good. So I'm going to admit I haven't tasted it either. <gasps> so I'm going to, I'm about to taste exciting. it as well. So yes, yeah, so I'm really excited. Mm. That's, that's why I'm here today. No. Yeah. Um, so... We so the cheese, you know, the, the cheeses obviously have gone through this process. So it would have been awarded a gold, and then out of its table, it would have also been ordered a super gold. So it would have had to be the best of the golds that the judges found. And then another group of people, who were sixteen of them, would have had to pick somebody picked it out to be the next, you know, to go on to the next round. And then out of all of those cheeses, those sixteen picked it out to be the best. So it's been through, you know, several several rounds, and still um, made it. And still made it, yeah. So who makes Tom? Do cheese? hurry up. <laughs> so this is produced by Urs Loyenberger um, in Fribourg, and he works with six dairy farms. Um, so they're all visible from the cheese dairy where Urs is is producing the cheese. And in Switzerland, it's a very there's a very collaborative way of of producing most any given cheese. So Urs makes the cheese, and then he's sells that on to Gormino, who are an affineur, and they basically age that What's cheese an to perfection. What is that? It's like a cheese ripener or a cheese oh. ager. Um, so it's a very different strain of expertise, yeah, how okay. to age the cheese versus how to make it. So there's a kind of intense and, and long-standing specialisation. So Gruyere has been in production since about 1115 AD. And using that kind of model of, you know, the farmers do their thing, the dairy makes the cheese, the affineur ages it, is how you get this kind of incredible and consistent complexity and quality to the cheese. Because there's there's a number of different gruyeres, isn't there? Yeah. How does that What's the definition of a gruyere then? So if you're into that sort of thing, the the spec is about 22 pages (laughs) and that (laughs) governs everything from... How the cows are fed, like what ratios of what food at what times of year and depending on their stage of lactation through to, um, you know, the more obvious aspects like how the cheese is made in the vat, how it's aged, what areas of the country it can be made in, wow, okay. all of that stuff. And and as well as that 22 pages, there's also sort of handbooks for, you know, the the, mm. uh, the stockmen and for the cheese dairies and so on. But typically Gruyere is, is slightly hard cheese. Yeah, yep. so it's it's produced in small vats, small open vats. Um, six six point six thousand liters is the maximum size of the vat, and the biggest Gruyere dairy will have three or four vats. I think the yeah the limit is about four million liters per year, which is about four hundred mm. tons, which would be five times the size of us here. And Gruyere is controlled in terms of how much production in total is allowed yeah. each yeah. year, okay. and that's part of that Swiss tradition that yeah gives them a lot of strength in terms of not oversupplying yep can i have some more then 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> While I'm having some more, because I can't make up my mind, you know, whether it is the best cheese in the world. Christabel, <laughs> tell me. bits for that, right? Yeah. Tell me exactly what you're getting in terms of tasting and what a cheese should be to you. Okay. So I think for me, the moment, kind of, there's like a caramely texture to it and, it and the taste goes on for quite a long time i also absolutely love the little tiny salt crystals in in it you just but they're not overpowering sometimes. they're not at all but it's just almost a different texture and sometimes you seem to get salt crystals just for the sake of it yeah which actually rather spoils it i think this this tiny tiny bits of saltiness there not overpowering though not at all and and the texture is just kind of I don't, I'm going to say soft, which sounds a bit of a strange thing to say for a hard soft, cheese. Soft, hard. But it's, it just it kind of melts in your mouth, really. It's it's all, it's sort of friable. It, it, it's sort of, it's got If that you could see AJ's face, she's smiling so from ear to ear. I'm so happy. <laughs> all her eyes are alight. <laughs> but it's got that hard texture that you'd expect from a gruyere. But as soon as you put it into your mouth and it brings up the temperature of the cheese, it gives it that real soft, beautiful It's almost texture. like it melts. Yeah. In your mouth, almost. And then the, the, and the sweetness of the caramel gives way into a more of a kind of nutty notes so with savory, that texture. Yeah. It's just lovely. It's quite savoury. Mm. Yeah, and the intensity of the flavour is quite exceptional for the age. So it's you so know, probably how, how closer to what a reserve would be. The Sushwai is 12 months. So tell me exactly what this cheese is called, because everybody that's listening will be trying to find it, because cool. it's the best cheese in the world. Yeah. So it's, it's Le Gruyere. So yeah, the Gruyere AOP is the that's the sort of standard to which the cheese is made. Right. So you know, make sure you look out for that because mm-hmm. then you know it's the proper stuff. That's right. And this is Gormino. Yeah. Made so by Gormino. That's right. So they're the affineur. So they basically make sure that the quality is there and they get it kind of in, into the country. And where can you get it if you're in the UK? At the moment, um, we'll buy it we all first, are but... selling it to La Fromagerie in London. <gasps> yeah. We also okay. have an online shop. It's a good old Patricia. Get yeah. down there in the Marlebone, just off Marlebone Road. That's right. Knock, knock um, the door down, get in there. Exactly. And to Cheese Geek, who are okay. another online retailer. Um, and I'm sure there'll be some more stockists by the time the show goes out as well. So Good. people can always get in touch with us if they okay. You know, so want to find cheese local. geek or or trot down to La Fromagerie, which is always worth a visit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Patricia Michelson actually she got the um... contribution to cheese. So we gave her sort of it's like our equivalent for like a lifetime achievement award. Ah. So she was at the World Cheese Awards receiving that. So we had a we had a program dedicated to Patricia about I don't know three or four years ago. Oh gosh, she was bossy. She, she she came and did a cheese tasting for us, and she's going, no no no, you don't do that, you do it like this, and this is how you keep on it. She was I amazing. Bet she was right, I, I bet she was. She spot was on. amazing. She was fantastic, and her story, of course, you know that that she accidentally fell into selling cheese, um, being in, in Maribel or something on a ski. Season. Yeah, and then just uh, and, and and then started, you know, on a on a sort of um, having a market stall, and 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 now if you go into La Fromagerie, it's it, it is it's great, isn't it? And still going strong still going strong but, and more than one location couple of, there's a few I think there might be now yes actually um so yes she's she's a great character and and she's that was the first time I ever tasted Baron Bigod oh really yeah she said you've got to taste this and I go, okay I go, wow that's really <laughs> fantastic um and it was all beautifully kept of course so uh, can I have some more please yeah. sorry this is my third <laughs> piece I can just hand you the plate yes <laughs> just just hand me the plate We've got some other cheeses here as well. Yes. Yeah, so, so do you want to talk us through some others that you've got there? So, again, what what you do then, Tom, is you're representing that this this sort of collaboration of all these different producers in Switzerland, yeah. and you've very kindly bought us some other things. So, what have you got there? They've got some interesting labels. Yeah. So, the other cheeses I've bought are predominantly from the Gunzensberg family, 
So they're that family that I mentioned, the sort of cheese alliance. In they are the best cheese makers in the world, you're allowed to say now. I think you're allowed to say that, are you, Christopher? Well, ours certainly, yeah. And then as part of this alliance, we've got some other fabulous cheese makers as well. Um, so the Gutensberger family traditionally made Appenzeller for three generations. Um, and just like with the Gruyere, it's regulated in terms of how much you're allowed to produce each year, which has a lot of advantages in yeah. terms of kind of so are sure these all sort price. of hard, soft cheeses? or um, These are semi-hard cheeses, mm. so quite close to Appenzeller in their style of production. Um, so which one are we going to taste first? Christabel, get in there and help him. The Rotter mm. Teufel. Rotter Teufel. as Red Devil. <gasps> oh, is so that a spicy one or something? Or um, It's got some heat to it, yeah. It's named actually after a cave in the Toggenberg Valley, which... Um, Myth had it that there was a, a devil in the cave, so everybody stayed away. And nowadays, Reto ages his cheeses in that cave, so hence the name. Christabel, give us a bit, quick rundown on that one. I like the, the creaminess to that, and the sort of, I think what it is, just melt, yeah, again, melts in your mouth. It feels like cheese on toast without you ever cooking anything. <laughs> Do you know where it just feels like it's sort of cooked in a way, because it's so luscious? And the, the maltiness, I think. Yeah. It's like a savoury, nutty thing again, and it that's, just goes on and on, doesn't it? That's quite strong, though. Stronger mm. than the, the, the Gruyere. So if, you, if you're one of those people who love a bit of a strong cheddar, this one's really interesting, isn't it? It's what we'd call a direct cheese. Direct cheese. That's yeah. a good way of putting so it. It's quite direct. Full-flavoured. Straight between the eyes, that mm. one. <laughs> what else have we got? What else have we got I get like you? a kind of tingly, almost slightly histamine it makes my It makes my, sort of, <clears throat> it makes my mouth... Tingle, tingle, like, I don't know. Uh, to uh, me, I'm describing it as like a histamine type reaction. In a good way, right? In a good way, yeah, <laughs> yeah. in a good way. So you're saying it's like drugs, basically. It's a drug. Yeah, it's got warmth to it on the finish. <laughs> and the next one here is the Wilder Engel, which means wild angel. And that has cream added. So this was one of those happy accidents of cheese making. There was a thunderstorm in the Toggenberg Valley which knocked out the bit of machinery that regulates the flow of the cream. And all that, or a load of that cream ended up going into, into the vat, which yeah. everyone thought would be a disaster. A disaster. It and then they aged I it really out. Like I really like yeah. that. I really, really like that. It stills back again as well. We have. And I, um, it, it just makes just makes my mother go, like that. <laughs> Not very good on radio. What do you think? I think that's great, that. The creaminess is amazing. Mm. Again, I've got that almost physical mm. reaction in my mouth that I can I can taste. I love it. A, mm. a real warming. Gorgeous. This is one of my favourite programmes. Carry on, Tom. What were we next? <laughs> so next up is the... Oh, uh, bits of rind in front the, of me. What's yeah, the style of forming these a nice pile. Um So, yeah, they would be closest to Appenzeller. They would, yeah. Um, in many of the respects of the make. But the... Yeah, and then Reto Guntensberger has produced... Basically, it gets more kind of quite a lot more flavor development through um, they use like a wild whey starter culture, which is quite a difficult thing to maintain um, rather than using like a factory starter that you would just add directly into the bat. You sort of a bit like if you make a kombucha, you kind of use the the previous matured whey in order to start the next day's kind of culture. Gotcha. Um, and that just produces because of that wild fermentation of an intense kind of complexity to the flavours. And does an Appenzeller have to have the wild fermentation? Um, Appenzeller it uses different kind of prescribed starters from the AOP, which would be similar to Gruyere plus the, the whey starters. 
So it's a combination of the two. So the prescribed starters give it kind of a baseline of reliable flavour characteristics, whereas these are just made purely using the whey. Now, this one you're handing over to me, Tom, because it's got little flecks in it. Yeah. Am I guessing that's you, one of my favourites? Are you a truffle fan? I am. Then it will be one of your favourites, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this must be incredibly expensive. Um, it's oh, reassuringly that. expensive. Smell yeah. that, AJ. And these are all Thanks. made in Switzerland? They are all made in Switzerland, yeah. You couldn't these possibly all... mistake that for anything else other than truffle cheese, oh, wow. could you? No. Very, very strong. And where can people where can people buy these? Um, so the Rotatoifel, yeah, La Fromagerie, Paxton Whitfield also stock that one. Um, and the Vilda Engel that we I don't think we actually have any stockers for that right now. Um, the cousin cheese for that, Schnebelhorn, is uh, exclusive to Paxton Whitfield and they also age that themselves for a kind of wow. unique quality and then the truffle pearl um yeah that's stopped by la fromagerie also tell us about this one oh it's just <laughs> it's i'm so happy right now i've lost any words but this is this is the sort of quintessential umami experience mm -hmm. isn't it beautiful savory you've got to like flavors. truffles though if you don't like truffle then it's, it's so um... creamy it's so I was say that again. if you don't like truffles though that, 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 that it's not for you is it it's creamy, it's gorgeous, but it's... It's not overpoweringly truffle. No, I don't no, no, no. Get it, yeah. And I'm, I'm always a bit on the fence about truffle, but it hasn't got that thing that kind of sticks mm, in your mm. mouth that's a bit unpleasant to mm. me anyway about truffle. But I think this is this is delicious. As mm. I say, very, very savoury, very mushroomy sort of, side of truffle. Creamy. Mm. Creamy, mm. rich. Right, Tom, what we're going to do is we're going to carry on eating because we can't resist it. <laughs> While we're doing that, tell us how on earth you got into cheese. Where do you um, come from? Where do you? Well, I grew up in Devon. Off. My dad's a sheep farmer on the edge of Dartmoor. There Dartmont. you go. So that that's a start, right? So, so but then and then yeah, just food. living in that rural community, I went to school with the children of Mary Quick, who's a cheesemaker in Devon, and um, used to surf with Mikey, her son. And Mary would occasionally come with us uh, for a surf, and then we just got chatting you know, in the car up to the coast about work. And before I was working predominantly in the construction industry, I sort of did everything I could to avoid getting into farming. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, lo and behold, Mary asked me if I'd interview for a job. So that was kind of, so yeah. Please tell me you like cheese. Very much so, yeah. Do you? And the passion love only grows. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so um, so you work for the Quick Family, but, but, but and obviously you know that the Food Talk Show, we're, we, we're very proud of our British produce and mm. I think the British cheese making um, industry now is, is phenomenal isn't it I'm, yeah. I'm very proud of it so so why would you suddenly get interested in in Switzerland so I sold quicks around the world during the time that I worked for Mary yeah um, introduced the cheeses to to new markets and yeah met a lot of great cheese people on that journey and at uh, the beginning of 2020 with sort of Brexit on the horizon a few of those exporters and cheesemakers asked me if I'd start Helping them, them. Yeah. yeah, particularly yeah. for the UK. So um, we started European Fine Cheese, and they funded that for the first year, and then I sort of took it on from there. Mm. So have you got one other? What's this here? So yeah, this, so these it? are the flowers from the Tetum one, which is another AOP cheese, traditionally known. What's flowers mean? Sorry, I don't understand what that means. So basically, they the the cheese is in like a little cylindrical form, and then uh, the way that it's served is using a thing called a, a girole, which is like a little blade on a stick. Um, and if you run that around the cheese, it kind of creates these little sort of flower-shaped um, so wafers. It almost look like cauliflower florets. Yeah. They're weird. It's like, 
You know, um, you know when you get Cadbury's Ripple, you know, that chocolate? <laughs> well, like the inside of a twirl. Yeah. yeah, inside of a twirl, that's it. That's the one. It looks like that. How, do you, how do you make that? It, it does look like it could be white chocolate, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, bizarre. Beautiful. Why would you, sorry, why would you do it like this? It's weird. Just as a sort of bit of theatre. Yeah. Yeah, way to serve something. Wow. So along with fondue, yeah, I think that would be one of the, the kind of... Quite satisfying to watch, you know, the sort of blade going around around the cheese. Yeah, Mm. I imagine as well for flavour dispersion, you've increased the surface area. You're going to get more flavour by having done it that way. I'm guessing. I'm not so keen on that one. Why? You're asking me to have vocabulary again. Yeah, I think I find it a little bit dry for me, Mm -hmm. but that may be because the contrast of these are so sort of I don't know, creamy and moist. Maybe it's just the contrast. It is a dry cheese. Got a long, yeah. long after taste there. Mm-hmm. I think, think it's got a nice richness down the side of the palate, which I really mm. like. It is drier, mm. but it—it's a different cheese. It, 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 I, I, I wouldn't use them in the same way that I've. No, no, no. I'm so like, I mean, if we, you know, if Tom said we could take some home, you can have that one. <laughs> I know which one I'm taking. <laughs> You're too kind, Susie. I know. You can have the truffle. I'll, take the, world, I'll take the world champion. There we go. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, mm, I'm not sure about that. It's going to be a fight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so Christabel, just uh, I, you know, we're being really mean to Tom, but but uh, of all of those, uh, we've we've obviously got you know, is, is something you've organised. We've got the world world's best cheese. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of others here that that, that Tom's got. Your favourite? Because some of it's subjective. I'm going to have to get Tom to say the name again, but. The Wilder Engel. There we go. Yeah, I think that's the one I'd, I'd sort of look at. I haven't, yeah. It's not one I've heard of, not one I've come across, and I just really like the kind of, mm. yeah. Mm. Really and if, if you are organising these taste awards, you, you can actually say, that is beautifully made, that is a great taste, blah, 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 but actually it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. You, you, oh, that's still possible, yeah, isn't we it? We actually, um, <clears throat> you know, we sort of are kind of at great pains to tell the judges that because it's not... I always have a line about it being, I'm going to get this the right way around, trying to turn something that's subjective into something that's objective yeah. because yeah. actually it might not be your favourite thing, but you can still have an appreciation of yeah. it being the best version of it. And we, we do have that problem on the show, don't we, AJ, in that in the, what we say is, I, I quite often say, oh, no, I don't really like that, but I, I can see that is beautifully made. You are always honest, Susie, I will say that yeah, for you. Yeah, I have been told that, <laughs> in, in, you know, in my private life very, as well as, you know, on the clear. show, funny enough. Um, no, but... but I think that's really useful. But it's fine to say that, isn't it? I think so. And I think if you've explained, you know, you that you do or it. don't like a certain flavour and that's why it wasn't for you, but you can still taste something that is absolutely beautifully made. You yep. know that it's excellent. You may just not be a goat's cheese fan, for yep. example. But we have had some <coughs> awful stuff here as well, though, where we've said this is really bad. Like we tasted those butter I'm beans. I'm more polite than you. Butter but beans yes. the other week. Well, I don't care. About, <laughs> I don't care about being sued and I don't have a career, whereas you do. <laughs> So I can say what I want, but but we we would point out something's really just badly made. But we I have to say of of the I've done four five hundred of these programs, um, it's very rare that we've we've not had an amazing producer that, that that's not given us something that's that's incredible. Mm. And normally you've got a range, so you can taste different things, and we yeah. really like exactly the same thing. You've got someone that's put the time in and well, yeah. certain standards, yeah. and yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, is this happening again next year, the World Cheese Awards? Yes. So we're off to Northern Norway, hoping to see some, you know, some uh, Northern Lights. Uh, yeah, we are to tr- Trondheim next year. Next Trondheim, oh, yeah, Trondheim. Oh, very good. And and um, how how do people enter? What's the sort of time? You know, the timing so, each year. Uh, summertime. So we usually open in August, shut in September. 
Central Cheese in October and Judge in October, November. And if people go to the World Cheese Awards, presumably they, there's a yep, website. Yeah, worldcheeseawards.com and Brilliant. check out your cheese. So thank you to Christabel Cairns again of the Guild of Fine Food. Will you join us next week for our last one? I'd love to, yeah. Excellent. Guest presenter. Thank you, AJ. Oh, pleasure. One of your favourites. What a nice show. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you to Tom Chatfield, European Fine Cheese. Don't forget um, that if you want to taste the best cheese in the world, Cheese Geeks or La Fromagerie. Fromagerie. Um, So thank you for joining us. Really appreciate you bringing that in. Loved all that, I must say. Um, don't forget, if you want to syndicate a lovely programme for free on your radio station, please go to, uh, or just get in touch with us, actually, hello at foodtalk.co.uk. And if you want to listen to 100 of our past podcasts featuring the wonderful AJ <laughs> and myself, of course, uh, just go to foodtalk.co.uk. Um, and don't forget, if you are a food producer, there's not just the uh, the World Cheese Awards. You should be entering the Great Taste Awards this year. And the closing date is 7th of February. It's only two weeks time. Get on the website and get cracking. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Should Bye. we eat some more cheese? Oh, yes, please. please. Can you pass that one? Yes. <laughs>